podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast, Castilla Corner Edition. Um, I think last time we wanted to get everybody involved, Ruben and Chris, and we will very soon, but alas, not this time. I'm joined by Ridgium, though, so we still have part of the gang here. How are you, Rid? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, very good. And I'm happy to announce that this will be a happy podcast. There's just prosperous news, happy news, good results, progress in the table. There's nothing bad to report this time. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a quick snapshot at the results, some of the goals, because there were plenty of goals, where it's led the team down in the table and some key thoughts for the future games uh, in hopefully very recent times to add some more wins for the team. Um, Did you watch the game, Rajim? Yeah, surprisingly, I did. (laughs) It's very difficult. It is quite difficult these days. But um, I was surprised because uh, Castilla had Atletico Baleares um, in the fixture list. And a couple of years back when I was watching, you know, week by week, religiously, Atletico were um, at the top of the table. They had a really strong third division squad. And I'm pretty sure they'd won nearly every single game throughout the campaign to finish top in that group. They didn't gain promotion. Um... And when it comes to this fixture, I was surprised to see that they were actually rock bottom in the table. Um, it couldn't be worse, actually, for them. Yeah, I was surprised as well, to be to be honest with you. Because, um, I mean, they finished last season mid-table, I think, mm. which is not the greatest, but like it's better than being rock bottom, is it, isn't it? Well, I suppose the thing with the third division is if you do have a good year, it could be Castilla, it could be one of the men's teams. I remember Barricado had a strong year one year. Those good players, if you don't get that promotion into that second division, those good players will be playing in that second division next year without that team or not. Um, so, yeah, I guess they all just flew the nest. Valeria's yeah. stuck with a new kind of squad and it's it's not quite worked out for them. Um, again, I hope they don't get relegated because it's a decent enough club in this standard. But it has to be said, um, they didn't look very good today, did they? No, it, it kind of looked like a CEO were just, you know, it was a training session. Um, <laughs> Walking around, yeah. Yeah, and like, in all fairness, it's not even that, like... The, the other team was just terrible. They were terrible, but because they were also really good. It was their best performance so far. They kept a clean sheet, even though defensively they still had their lapses. But I think overall speaking, it was a really decent performance from them, from every player. Uh, four goals, 4 0 win. Um, Alvaro is back. Peter Federico scored again. Um, Gonzalo Garcia scored two goals. Really, like, Really good performance, not just in terms of like scoring goals. It was a really solid performance in general. They played well. They actually looked like a team this time. Yeah, no, massively so. And pretty much there was five goals. It was 5-0. And every single goal had a little moment of quality. Um, some of them, the finishes weren't that good, but perhaps the build-up was really good. So Peter, uh, Peter Gonzalez's um, goal, not great. It was a good first-time connection, but it was a rebounded shot that was so good from, um, I can't remember, it was cutting in, curling it, kind of hit the post crossbar right in the top corner. And unluckily for him, didn't go in, but luckily for Castilla, did fly straight into the path of Peter. Um, was there any standout performers for you? Um, yeah, first of all, yeah, I, I 
forgot it was five nil. I stopped watching towards the end. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, literally yeah. the last kick of the game, the five, the fifth goal. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, so let's just talk about the first goal, and then I can like we can talk about the goals, and then we can just talk about like the key performers because the first like first goal it was Gonzalo Garcia's header, wasn't it? Did you see this? Did you see the goal? Yeah, yeah, very nice, lovely little flick. Um, to beat a keeper from there, it, it is a skill. Um, and I know having played the game myself, not a very good level, but I've probably headed about two footballs in about 50 years. I'm not that old, <laughs> uh, It's heading the football is a massive skill, and to score a loopy header like that is, um, yeah, it's an underrated part of the game that that takes some serious doing. That was a brilliant goal, I thought. Yeah, um, and the cross was decent as well by Edgar Puyol. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, second goal, it was Mr. Alvaro Rodriguez again. Um, just two goals in two games after that podcast where we just slandered him all, like for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> he scored two goals yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, too, right. He's looked like the dear uh, Alvaro from last season when he was making his debut for Real Madrid. He looked really good today. Um, he was by far. You, I know you mentioned like who's the best player. I think it was Alvaro and Gonzalo Garcia, and Vinicius Tobias, bro. Mm. I swear, Alvaro Rodriguez is like hasn't looked this involved, this focused in a while, and he scored a really good goal. He like he got the ball from I think it was Vinicius Tobias. Might not be. Um, dribbled past a, a player and had a really good left footed finish. Kept the ball to himself. It was really nice, but it wasn't just the goal. It was how he played entire like the entire game. Yeah, he yeah, he was yeah he was just he was holding the play up. He was just there was one moment in the first half where he got the ball. It was a counter, I think, and he kind of like fell down off balance. Uh, yeah. he, I was like, you know what, he, he's losing the ball there. He got up, he literally bullied two players and kept the ball and like maintained the counterattack going. And it was wild to see because he hasn't done that in so long. And everyone knows he's capable of it. Um, and just, I was just really happy to see him actually do it. Yeah, I mean, you posted the videos on Manager Madrid's Twitter. And what I find interesting is the numbers that come and are associated with certain names. So when Alvaro scored, I'm pretty sure one of your tweets got, it definitely got triple figures, but maybe into the 200s in terms of likes. And it just kind of reasserted the hype towards Alvaro, who obviously is a, a player who scored in the Madrid derby. And I think we mentioned last time that that's something that most players could just retire on straight away. He's a player that has had a lot of hype injected into him. but And some of his performances for Castillo have been great, but he hasn't necessarily lived up to that tag yet. But as you've said, two goals, two games, massive performance today. He needs to step up, really, to give himself any chance because he has got a chance of a Real Madrid first-team future. But... He also has a massive chance of Real Madrid just cashing in on him based on his CV now, getting a few million quid in for a, a bigger transfer for a bigger name. Um, and I think all of that comes down to his performances and consistency this season. Yeah, this season is very important for him. And yeah. I don't think he realised that before like this week because he wasn't doing that well, I think. Even if he scored like goals, it didn't, it didn't do much apart from the goals. And today he looked... He looked like Alvaro that 
I was a fan of last season that really captured like Castilla and when you know Arribas was like if he didn't score, you'd know mm. that Alvaro, you know what, I'll come in and score goals and that's yeah. what he was doing yeah. today. He was just he was a threat in the box, he was just bullying everyone. And yeah, yeah. he's he, he just realized he's tall. Um, one of the goals, I think it's number four. There's so many, so forgive me if I've skewed them, but, uh, we spoke about Obrador last year and, and how he's, I think you said he was your favorite Castillo player. And I said, he's one of mine. Yeah. Um, he got the assist today for one of the goals. Um, and the first touch was, I'm not going to say world-class cause that's a term I don't particularly like to throw around loosely, but it was very high quality, the first touch. And then the pass into the box, I wouldn't even call it a cross because it was so low. It was more of kind of a slotted pass, pass a defender into the path of, I think it was Garcia for a second. Um, forgive me if that's wrong as well. Uh, but yeah, it was a moment of true quality that I think just, again, reaffirms Obrador's position as the starting and most promising fullback other than maybe Vinicius Tobias, who we'll speak about in a minute. Um, but another very strong game from him today. And I don't think Obrador has a future in the Real Madrid first team. A lot of, like some of the most promising players in this squad. But I think he has got a future at maybe the highest level in the game in terms of playing in the league very soon. What do you think about that? Oh, firstly, uh, yeah, it was a really good, good pass to it was Gonzalo uh, Gonzalo Garcia. Yeah, it was a really good goal. Um, as for his chance for the first team, um, I just like okay. So, I I hope he plays for the first team because I think he does have the talent. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's good enough now because he isn't, but he can be. That's what I think. Um. Whether he will get the opportunities, that's a different question altogether. I don't think so. Um, I think he's going to just go down the um, the Arribas route, if, especially if Real Madrid sign um, Alfonso Davies next season, cause, which is looking like it can happen. Uh, yeah. if, uh, if that happens, I don't think Oberlo is going to play for the first team. If that doesn't happen and we sell Mendy, he might have a chance. But it's really unlikely that he actually gets to play for the first team because he hasn't even called he he hasn't been called up yet. Like there's not even been one call up for Oberlo yet, and it is a shame because he's he, I think he is a better crosser than most of the players in the first team because he yeah. can cross the ball like he's actually really good, and he's been one of the most consistent players. He's really quick. Uh, he was one of the best players of uh, of the team last season when they made made that playoff run. I think he sh- deserves at least a shot for the first team. I'm not sure if he if he's good enough for the first team yet, but yeah. he does deserve one shot. But I don't think he's going to get one. It's hard, isn't it? And and you look at the fullbacks that haven't made it. Some of them that did get opportunities. Obviously, Frank Garcia now is a prime example. Before that, Regulon has been and gone. Um, uh, Miguel Gutierrez didn't really get much of an opportunity, even though he played a few first-team games. I don't think that Obrador hits those levels of talent, even though I do like him a lot. So, yeah, perhaps yeah. It's, he's going to be hard done by. But at the same time, no chance he's not going to go and, and a very nice amount of money, a decent pay packet, at a, a higher level, if not first division and definitely second division in the future. So it's not the end of the world for him. Um, I do yeah, think five, he's... Go on. Uh, I do think he's good enough for the first division. I think if if he 
if he signs for like a team like Almeria or just any team in the first, like like lower half of the first division, I think he can do really well for them because it's not like he's defensive. He's he's poor defensively. He's not. He his even if he makes a lot laps of touch in judgment, he just makes it up uh, with his pace because he's really quick. He's he's good yeah. defensively. He's solid. And offensively, he's just pumping and crosses into the box, which is what many teams in La Liga do anyway. Uh, I think he would, I think he would be a decent option. I don't think he's as talented as um, Miguel Gutierrez, but with Miguel, it's just it's just the time I didn't match really because Mendy was actually good at that time, and he wasn't going to play any um, any minutes. Miguel, if Miguel was around this time around, I don't think we signed Fran Garcia. Do you think? Um, yeah, I'm sure it did surprise me when Frank came back. To be absolutely fair, I think he's a fine option. Um, but yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I think Miguel's ceiling was probably slightly higher. Obviously, the the things he had to his advantage were the fact that he was younger and the fact that he was still at the club. Um, so yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you were saying something before I just went on yeah, about so, that topic. Yeah, well, that caps off the game, really. 5 there. One thing I do want to say is go and look at the highlights yourself. It's a great victory um, against a club that, if you've been watching Castilla for a while, you think is a fantastic victory. However, um, yeah, they were terrible. Let, let's make no mistake. They are bottom for a reason. This was, yeah, kind of an exhibition for Castilla, and it's not going to be that easy, and it hasn't been that easy in any other game. So... A lot of good, positive things to take away, and it's going to be a positive week, as we said, but be sceptical going forward. Um, this, however, does put Castilla in the top half of the table. Myself, Rijim, I'm pretty sure everyone agreed that a 10th place mid-table finish would be a pretty successful kind of season for Raul with this squad and the players he's got um, in his squad. But at the moment, they're eighth. This pushes them up to eighth. Um which is kind of within touching distance of the playoffs. Now, Raul has been a miracle worker in the past. He's reached the playoffs at least twice, every single time with squads that probably shouldn't have been in and around those kind of areas. He is an overachiever with squads. And I'm going to pose this to you, especially as a shabby Alonso fan in terms of potential future Real Madrid management candidates. Um, If Raul was to reach the playoffs this year with Castilla, have a fantastic campaign once again, and really make the most out of what is a very skinny squad. Would you change your stance in terms of the Real Madrid managerial race between Raul and Xabi Alonso, per se? Um, no, because Xabi Alonso is already like exceeding my expectations. Uh, anyway, because he's literally at the top of the table in Bundesliga right now, which I didn't think was possible because mm. you know, it's like if if Raul um, exceeds my expectations for him, Xabi Alonso is doing the same thing. Um, I think even if like they don't win the league, if they finish top two or you know get to the Europa League final, something like that, I, I don't think it's a competition anyway. If they bottle four, top four and they finish sixth or seventh, I think that's when you say, you know what, Raul, you did well with the team you had. Um, you might have a better better chance now than you did in, in like two, three, four months before this. Um, because Xabi Alonso is also doing the same thing. He's he they have signed a few decent players, but I just think he's 
he's if if he wasn't there um if if he wasn't the coach i don't think they'd be they'd be as good as they are right now so yeah i don't think anything changes if they reach the playoffs i think his chances get a little bit higher but if if they reach the playoffs and Leverkusen win the league i don't think it, it's going to matter anymore i think it it is going to be Xavi Alonso at the end of the day yeah i mean um I'm a little bit more turned. I think if Raul somehow, I, I don't think he's going to finish first or anything, but if he somehow reached the playoffs and if he somehow managed to gain promotion or anything ridiculous like that with Castilla, it would turn my head a little bit. And the problem with this kind of race is, one, it could be neither of them. It could be some famous candidate or someone else who's been waiting for the job for ages if, if they become available. But two, if it is going to be either of these two, it's a race between two managers who I think are very, very promising and have done an awful lot in the game already. Um, and the loser should feel hard done by because they haven't necessarily done anything wrong. Whoever doesn't get that job has done nothing wrong to not get yeah. that job. It's just that the other candidate has just done so much right. And as you're saying, we, we can talk about Xabi Alonso's um, CV thus far all day. I mean, he's first in the Bundesliga for now. He took a Real Sociedad B team who really have as many resources as Real Madrid, got them promoted and then kept them up. That is an impossible job that he's already ticked off. Um, he was fantastic in the Real Madrid Academy during the short spell he was there and probably could have well have been the Castilla manager at some point. Um, it's just tick, tick, tick with Xabi Alonso. Everything has gone right. And to be fair with Raul, he's done fantastically well in the Real Madrid Academy. He's done fantastically well with Castilla. It's just that kind of senior management Um that lacks in terms of his experience. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think that that goes in favour of Xabi Alonso, obviously. But at the same time, he could turn around and say, well, look at Zinedine Zidane. Um, not necessarily look at Santiago Solari, but Solari, again, got directly promoted, um, as well as a couple other managers in the past. So, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a race, I'll tell you, a hell of a race. But I think Xabi Alonso, yeah, he edges forward. Yeah, I think... The only way Raul gets a job over Xabi Alonso at this moment is if um, Ancelotti gets sacked middle of the season. I don't think in this in the off season. Yes. I don't yeah. think he's gonna be a better candidate than Xabi Alonso. And um, Xabi Alonso, I'm 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 gonna like I'm gonna like just make a disclaimer. I think he's doing really well uh, at at Castilla. I, I I just think he's been there for too long. And if he gets promotion with this team, that would be fucking incredible. And it <laughs> yeah, would take. It, I mean, I, I, it, it'll like you know. I thought you were mentioning like he if he gets the playoffs. That playoffs in itself is a big deal. To for him to get somehow promoted with this team, that would be really good, and that will obviously increase his chances of becoming the first team coach. But I think, mm-hmm. I think the club rates um, Chavez on so a bit higher anyway. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know. I can't speak on behalf of the club, but I think, yeah, it, it, he's a safer option. And I think both of them would actually do very well, would do very well um, with the Real Madrid first team. So it's a win-win situation for me. But um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how it all pans out. And what I really want from all of this is for Real to have another great year with Castillo. Again, I can't see it happening. I just think there's no squad depth or not enough squad depth. And there's definitely not enough experience to, to get it done. But to be eighth now, um, again, it's just fantastic. It just looks great on Raul once more. But he needs to leave 
depending on whether he gets a Madrid job or not at the end of the season, he needs to go and get his own top level team and, and, you know, paint his own journey. Um, and Villarreal, he was linked to a couple of months ago, would have been, I think, a great opportunity for that. Didn't happen. Um, he's still here. So, yeah, we'll just see how it all pans out. Yeah, I think he would do really well with... I think he's going to be that type of coach that doesn't, like... Even if he doesn't get that much of, um, you know, resources, uh, I think mm-hmm. he'd still do a pretty decent job. Um because look at look at what he's doing right now. They didn't sign any like they didn't sign a single player this offseason for Castilla, and he still managed to keep them eighth so far. And yeah, uh, I think eighth is the best realistically best finish that Castilla could have. I don't think they're making the playoffs this season at all. If they finish tenth, that's realistic. Um, if they finish yeah. eighth, that's like realistically incredible. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only two two positions in between them, but eighth and tenth is there's like I think there's a fine line between mid table and ho- like you know top top of the half top top half of the table. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. um, I think the real job would have was was perfect for him. I think um, yeah, I think he he would have he would have done really well with them. So yeah. the associate job, associate that job. If if the coach ever decides to leave, that would be perfect for him as well. To be honest. Ah, uh, well, the only time I want that coach to leave is to come to Real Madrid. I would prefer. <laughs> I, <know that laughs> I will rave about this guy until the cows come home. I prefer <laughs> Aguasil. I think I don't know how to pronounce his name. Immanuel Aguasil to Real uh, to Real Madrid above Xabi Alonso or Raul above both of them. If they were to come and be joint managers, I'd still prefer Immanuel. Um, yeah, Fair I rate enough. him high. He's one of the best managers in the world. I just do. Um, yeah. But fair play. If he was to move on, yeah, why not? Someone step into that mantelpiece. Such, anyway. such a shame they don't beat Barca like ever now. Like they used to beat them every time at, well, I at saw the NRL. Late yesterday, and I'm sure it was one now, and you could just tell it was a 90th minute winner. You could just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they played well all game as well. They, they dominate I know, Barca. They do play well. They tend to. They dominate in Madrid, and I went to watch them at the Bernabeu. It was not even close, actually. <laughs> um, but Madrid managed to get the clutch win, as did Barca. So that's that, I suppose. Anyway, just don't have killers, do they? Um, like... Well, this year, I remember last year they had the the, Norwe- the big Norwegian strikers at Villarreal. Um, they've always had some really good options on the wing, but yeah, the the striker that they brought in from uh, Leipzig this year, Silver. Yeah, this year they're not quite as um, ruthless as they have been. Alex Izak again was there a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think they just need to look for an actual number nine. No no disrespect to Silver, I'm sure is a top level player. He is a top level player, but yeah, they do need to look for, as you say, a, a killer. Wasn't it Sorloff last season? Yeah, it was, and he's he's scoring goals for Villarreal this year. So yeah. Um yeah, big loss for them. But for Castilla, next game is away to Real Messia, a team who I remember being in the second division, if not higher, for for decades when I was younger. Quite a big club. Um they find themselves uh, just one place above Castilla in the table in seventh. So it'll be a real tight game. Um, a bigger challenge, that's for sure. Again, if Castilla lose, they're not going to drop any far below 10th. Uh, if they win, they will be within touching distance of those playoffs. So the next podcast could be an interesting one. Um, we will try and drag Chris and Ruben in for that to make it, you know, just a whole team because that's our favourite thing to do. And it's been a while since that's happened. But, uh, yeah, a nice snapshot. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll try and get some questions in for the next one. Sorry we couldn't for this one. Um, any final words, Ridgem? Um, Not really. 
Mercy had won four of the last five games, which is really good. Yeah, and, and they've got a game in hand on Castilla, so head-to-head yeah. head it's a loss for Castilla, but they are only one position apart in the table, so you never know. Um, it'll be an impressive win if Castilla can do it, and yeah, we'll see. We'll be with you uh, during that next pod to see what happened, what the result was. Um yeah, if there's nothing else to say towards the closing stage, I will thank you all for listening. As always, we do appreciate all of your support, all of you taking the time to listen to these and follow Castilla in general. And I will say goodbye. Hello uh, Madrid, guys. See you next time. Hello Madrid. See you. Sports Social Podcast Network.